Hello, everyone. My name is David Smith, and I am the host of the Armchair Commentary. This week's episode, we're going streaking. I want to talk about uh, what makes a good streak, what are some of the greater streaks out there, and why we're so interested in them. Just a quick note about the episode. Initially, the plan was to have Steve Steele and Anthony Abbott on. However, Anthony is currently working and Steve is on uh, the worst Wi-Fi possible in his hotel. Not his fault, unfortunately. Um, So unfortunately, you guys are just stuck with me. Uh, Hopefully that doesn't make you turn off the episode right now. Let's uh, jump right in. It's the time of year when almost everything is on TV right now, sports-wise. We just finished the World Series, um, but before that we had hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer. Everything is on TV as we speak. And one of the things that always seems to catch people's attention are streaks. And I think that it's in the nature of human beings to root for someone on a streak to continue to succeed, especially when someone gets close to beating an all-time record. Now, there are some streaks out there that are just untouchable. And, I mean, there in hockey, we have um, Gretzky's 51 consecutive game scoring streak. I don't know if someone's going to break that record. It, it seems pretty untouchable to me. Um, Ripken's consecutive uh, starts, 2,632. Uh, with the nature of the way baseball is right now, I don't think that anybody's going to come close to that. Those guys are paid so much money at this point. As uh, Steve Steele mentioned on previous episodes, um, a lot of the ways that these teams are run are strictly business so they're going to rest assets when they can especially uh high leverage assets so the only way i would even see that streak coming into play is if it were a lower tier guy and uh let's be honest if he was any any good or worth playing all the time he probably wouldn't be a lower tier guy um i was watching moneyball which is what actually started this thought process of mine um, and the Oakland A's and their 20 consecutive wins and then the Indians recently uh, beat them. I think they they got up to 22 wins. Um, And I just want to say that I think it is something that is good for sports. Um, Streaks in general and, and different kinds of streaks are better than others. Uh, and I might get into a few of those here in a minute. But you just have this everyday grind sometimes, especially with uh, basketball and hockey and baseball in particular, where the seasons are fairly long. Basketball and hockey are both 82 games, 162 games in uh, Major League Baseball. That's a real long season to pay attention to every game. And it's hard to maintain full interest unless you're a diehard fan. And even the diehards kind of wane here and there. I know that early on in the season, I'm watching my teams, I'm watching the Raptors, I'm watching the Canadians. And then 
probably uh, shortly after baseball season ends and football season's getting closer to playoff time, I'm not paying as much attention. I'll still watch some key games, of course, but you're not paying as much attention to the, you know, Montreal-Arizona game on a Tuesday night. You're not paying attention to, uh, you know, the Raptors playing Orlando on Thursday. Although you might be because Orlando's a pretty good team. They're up and coming. So it's it's something that really generates a little bit of extra interest. And depending on the kind of streak, it can be a lot of interest. Some streaks that are out there that um, may not gain as much interest, uh, consecutive start or Ironman streaks. Uh, these are the kind of streaks that, to be honest, uh, are impressive, especially in a sport. It just means you've had uh, the ability to be healthy for a long period of time. But I also feel like um, a lot of it has to do with luck. There are guys who play their entire careers and don't get injured, and there are guys who seem to be hurt every other week. And depending on the sport you're in, you can end up with guys who have played you know, hundreds of games in a row, two or three or 400 games in a row without missing a start. That's impressive. But it doesn't really catch my attention as much as, say, a hit streak in baseball. Once a guy gets up over the 15-game mark for me, that's when it becomes truly, like, impressive. Um, I don't think anybody is necessarily going to get to 56-game hitting streak ever again. It's certainly possible. And baseball is one of those sports where it is entirely lucky um, but it, it can definitely happen where a hitter is going to get hot and just get one hit a game for 57 straight games and beat DiMaggio's record. Something like that would grab the interest of many, many, many people. I think you would be hard-pressed to find someone who's a sports fan that wouldn't be interested in watching hitting streaks. And normally you see it. It becomes appointment TV. When... Barry Bonds is chasing home run records. Everybody wanted to watch. But I think if someone ever got into the like high 30s for a hit streak, the watch would be on in full force. Announcers will mention, uh, you know, oh, he's on a five-game hitting streak, and that doesn't really uh, move the needle for me personally. But uh, when an announcer says, well, you know, this is his 16th game in a row where he's got a hit, Okay, now I'm starting to take notice. Now we're starting to get somewhere. Same thing in hockey with uh, point streaks. Point streaks can be a little tricky because, I mean, if you're playing on a good line and the line is rolling, uh, anything over seven or eight games, I get kind of interested in what's going on there. It's a little different for sure. Um, In basketball, uh, we were watching, you know, we were on triple-double watch last year. It's exciting, but I don't know if that's the kind of streak that you want to look for. I think win streaks are more impressive in the NBA, and especially come later in the season when teams are trying to make a playoff push. I think that there isn't a storyline that can really rival uh, what a team does if they're getting if they're digging themselves out. If you look at hockey last year, where the St. Louis Blues were last in their division after Christmas, after the All Star break, and won a ton of games in a row to kind of get back into the mix. And then they just kept pushing and they won 
I can't even remember what the streak was at this point, but that that's the kind of thing I think you'll see. I think the Rockets did it a few years back. Uh, my apologies. My, uh, my voice is a little hoarse because I've been under the weather. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Steve Steele, my uh, friend of the show, a good friend of mine as well, um, is currently holed up in a hotel with the poorest of poor Wi-Fi. Um, so he wasn't able to join me. He was able to join me, but we weren't able to get any audio recorded. And uh, Anthony is uh, unfortunately at at work because, uh, if you guys don't know this, we all have regular jobs. Unfortunately, I can't make a living off podcasting alone uh, or at all. So uh, Steve would tell you uh, for sure. I think it was the Rockets that went on like a 10 or 11 or 12 game winning streak um, to to close out their season and make the playoffs a few years back. Uh, this would have been, I think, pre-Lin Sanity, so uh, pre-Jeremy Lin arriving. Um, the other kinds of streaks that are a little long game that I find interesting in different ways are uh, like full year losing streaks where just the, like the inability to put together a season where you win something, whether it's consecutive years missing the playoffs. I mean, the Chicago Cubs had a 108 year streak of no world series title 108 years there were people that lived and died without seeing the chicago cubs winning a world series i know you can say that about almost any team but it's it's remarkable to think that people live their full lives as cub fans and never even got to see them there and they can blame steve barman if they won i still think that that was a blown up and way out of proportion and poor guy got just chastised and lambasted for something that wasn't really his fault but regardless um he he got blamed for it the cubs are probably the most famous of that but there are teams like the cleveland browns who just haven't won in ages and ages and ages i mean they had a couple of seasons where they didn't have a single win um, and then you have the reverse of that um, with teams that just don't lose. And that's a really rare find. Um, the UConn women's basketball team won 111 straight games, which I don't, I don't want to say it takes away from the strength of the other schools, but it, I think it, it's probably 50-50. I'd say that UConn has put together a phenomenal program where their basketball team is better than everybody else's. But I also wonder if the strength of the program is still growing, uh, much like we saw in um, the International Ice Hockey Federation, where you know the Americans and the Canadians and the Russians had very consistently good-performing teams, and everybody else was kind of just okay. The, um, there are some untouchable streaks, as I mentioned before, uh, Glenn Hall starting 502 games in a row for the Chicago Blackhawks will never be touched. Uh, goalies at this point don't even play on back-to-back nights, so I just don't see um, that happening ever again. And I don't see the Celtics uh, winning eight straight NBA titles being challenged by anyone. Um, I think if you were to say 
asked this question maybe two or three years ago, people might have said Golden State. But I'm going to be honest with you, in a, a luxury tax salary cap type era, it is incredibly difficult to keep together a solid core for more than four or five years. And even at this point, I mean, Golden State isn't performing to the way they should be, but they're still a good team. They're still going to make the playoffs and they're still going to, once you make the playoffs, you never know what's going to happen. I think the most important thing to note about streaks is just how how much they're determined by luck. It's It's mostly chance, to be honest. When a team puts together a winning streak, uh, it's a group effort, but it's also strength of schedule. When the Patriots won all of those regular season games in a row, they went against, even this year, they've they've played uh, one, maybe two teams who have competed, and the rest of them have either been incredibly depleted by injury like and I mean incredibly or uh, they were just vastly undermanned they just weren't staffed with the proper talent Um, and those are rebuilding teams there's nothing you can do about that playing Miami in the division twice a year is a godsend right now because it means that even when you go down to Miami the chances of a win are high it's just not, they're just not a good team. And the Jets, as good as they are on paper, just haven't been together long enough. And despite all the talent, uh, haven't put it, they haven't, well, they won, they haven't been healthy. Sam Darnold was out for most of the beginning of the season. They didn't have a lot of their defense. A lot of their main guys were hurt. And basically they were relying on Le'Veon Bell, who sat out a year to carry them until that point and it just it wasn't going to work for them and Buffalo's uh, probably the surprise team in there but we'll see what happens strength of schedule is basically um, going to determine how you perform in the year you can you can have a great year against a tough schedule and you may feel uh, more satisfied about it even uh, as a fan you want to win against very strong or strong opponents. I want to win anything. I, I like. I just don't like losing or watching my team lose. Um, but if I could watch, you know, the Raptors play the worst team in the league eighty-one times, I'd take it over playing, you know, some of the tougher opponents out there. I don't want to see them have a schedule that only consists of Milwaukee and Golden State. Although Golden State isn't that great right now. Maybe the Clippers. Let's throw the Clippers in there. It's it's tough. Um, one of the things that really drives people to bring streaks up uh, outside of length of season is the longevity that the streak has lasted. So there are streaks out there that have been around for 40, 50, 60, 70 years. I mentioned the 108 years that the Cubs went without a World Series. And I think that Part of the reason that that's fascinating to people is because they are really interested in seeing something fall. It's it's being witness to something unique in sports. It is so hard um, on a day-to-day to find something just truly unique 
about what's going on in the world of sports. Uh, every day, I had this argument with one of my colleagues that I, when I worked um, at Best Buy, and he said the best highlights were basketball highlights. Hockey highlights were boring because they were just uh, wrist shots and slap shots. It's like it's either a wrist shot, slap shot, or a save. And then the other guy that I worked with was like, well, basketball highlights are boring. It's either a jump shot or a slam dunk. Sometimes there's a nice pass. And it just made me realize how ununique a lot of the performances are. Sometimes guys put up crazy amounts of points, and that's amazing. Sometimes guys have crazy good dangles, just ridiculous shots. Those things are fun to watch too. But what really gets people geeked up about it is a streak. If someone is put on a clinic one night, that's cool. It's going to be forgotten about later. Nobody remembers that Mika Zabinijad had a, you know, hat trick on whatever game two of the year. Nobody cares about that. But if he had a goal streak going of seven or eight games, keeps it going, and then all of a sudden people start paying more attention to that stuff. And I think that's really where you differentiate between uh, big-time fans and diehard fans and the general population just taking interest in sports. Um, As you can hear, my nose is starting to stuff up again. So I think I'm going to leave it there. I want to thank you guys uh, for supporting me throughout my podcasting journey. It is something that is both rewarding and frustrating at times. I really want to give a shout out, as always, to any of my listeners out there. Uh, I appreciate everyone and anyone who takes a chance on listening to this podcast. If you do listen to this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would leave me a comment on the Instagram page, on our Facebook page, at the Armchair Commentary. It just would give me so much satisfaction, make me feel so good to see what you guys think about what's going on. Uh, I appreciate you guys uh, listening, especially on a week where I am definitely not feeling 100%. Um, If you're looking for a soccer podcast, or football as it's better known, uh, go Norwich City, my Canaries. They're still playing awful. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, My pal, Anthony Abbott. The Down the Pub podcast. Uh, they recently ran a contest. I don't know if that's still going on. You can check them out uh, at Down the Pub podcast on Facebook. If you're looking for any daily fantasy sports advice, check out EA Jack's YouTube page. As all your daily fantasy sit and start information, plus it'll give you some info on some chalky players and some. Uh, high ceiling bets definitely worth checking out Uh, it's been a fun week in the world of sports Uh, hopefully next week I'm feeling better and we'll bring you something a little bit longer a little bit uh, more robust and I can't wait to do it again next week thanks for listening guys